Hello and welcome to Case Reopen, the number one Detective County Rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Treese, and joining me as always is Colleen, the Ice Queen. Ooh. How about that? Is that... How about that? Huh? I don't know. <laughs> okay. That's what we're going for this time. You're cold as ice, Colleen. Oh, okay. I thought I was just cool. <laughs> no. Definitely not. <laughs> So, let's start this episode with a, a retraction. I regret to apologize. Uh, I guess we have to apologize to the Detective Conan Wiki, the the so-called Gerard side of uh, the Jalal versus Gerard debate. As we had said, there wasn't an animation error, but there is one frame where Megri is wearing his coat after he gets thrown. Uh, I found it. it it's right afterwards too, so I don't know how I missed it. I'm just, we're just stupid, Colleen. I guess that's what it is. Obviously, we are not qualified to run this podcast. Yeah, so it's there. Uh, yeah, we're bad. I mean, in all fairness, we're... we did look, and I, I think we believe the wiki. It's just we couldn't find it. I mean, we're bad. We're bad people, Colleen. <laughs> don't judge us too harshly. We try. Alright, uh, also, before we get into this stuff, I bought some Detective Conan merch. Not quite Uno, but what is, you know? <laughs> Nothing can be Uno. Yeah, so I bought some, uh, quote-unquote ultra-detail figures, which I w- I'm not sure I'd say they're ultra-detailed. They're like ten bucks, so they're not, <laughs> they're definitely not ultra-detailed. Um, so I I got a couple from the, the new, the current set, or... I don't know. Who knows how many there are. I bought a bunch. I bought like ten of them. Uh, four of them arrived. I've got a figure of uh, Shuichi Akai. Cool guy. Very cool. Yeah, he's holding a, a sniper rifle and he's looking down the scope. Of course he is. Of course he is. So you know he's cool. I got a Kaido Kid one. Very cool. He has his hands in his pockets and his cape is flowing. These are probably like... Uh, I don't know, three inches tall, something like that. So they're they're a cute little size for like a desk, I guess. Um, I also have one of Conan kicking a soccer ball, which is quite the action pose here. He's like midair kicking a soccer ball. I like oh, that. Oh, so like a power up shoe kind of kick. Oh yeah, I guess he has his powered up shoe. You can't really tell. Doesn't really look like he has, like, what? It's a, on his shoe. He has like a knob. Right? Yeah, you can't really see the knob. Ultra detail though. <laughs> but then again, we're not as observant as we think we are. The final one is my favorite. It's a little two piece set. It has a even. It has a tinier Conan, but it also comes with sleeping Kagura. He's in his like passed out, leaning against the wall, uh, pose. So then you have a little tiny Conan uh, talking into his bow tie. So I think that's really cute. That is so fun. Did they all come together as a set or did you have to individually pick them out? I bought them uh, individually. I bought them at Ami Ami, which uh, is an yeah. import store. Uh, I also got a like Conan figure that I have to, like, I guess, put. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just looking at the box for the first time. I love I love how like they, they think Conan stuff has to be a mystery. And they put <laughs> you have to build this shit and it says 
a part of the instructions has disappeared. The clues to solving the mystery are on the back of the box. This is too complex. That's okay, so they have it in English, thankfully, because I thought I'd be totally screwed. You know. Okay, but this isn't an Android, is it? I don't think they have common no, no, Android. No. They have like a Shinichi and Ron one now, but uh, yeah. This is a uh, an entry grade runner build or something. I don't know. Okay, but, we're gonna uh, you're gonna have to document your <laughs> building it's by experience. Bandai Spirits, so oh, okay. I'll put together Conan at some point. But yeah, I thought I, I thought I was screwed once I saw the uh, some of the instructions are missing. But it seems like there's all uh, all the English here, so they're helping the the nerds that import. So thank you. So there we go. I bought some shit, Colin. I got a bunch <laughs> more on the way that just hasn't like a bunch of it were pre-orders. I basically bought every Conan figure that was uh, currently available on their site. Um, because that's what you. I'm do. I'm jealous of you because. I've been looking into figures, and then I thought, no, I don't think I need to start another collection. So I'm glad that you did, so we can talk about your figures instead. Well, see, the the thing was, like, these are all ten bucks. It wasn't like I was spending like a hundred bucks on a really nice figure or anything. So it's like, I'll buy ten figures for ten bucks <laughs> each. Why not? Yeah, and they all sound like oh. they're great. You're gonna have to post a picture or something. Yeah, I'll post it to the Twitter uh, of the stuff. They're real cute. Well, the real question is, do I take them out of the box? Oh, yeah. What Like, how are you going to collect them? I hate leaving stuff in boxes. That feels like so... Would you consider like you a vote? Know. Like, ask the listeners. <laughs> I think I'm just going to take them out regardless, but maybe we'll do a vote. I don't think they're big, like, collector's items. They're, like, current releases. You I really wanted to be a nerd. Condition. I could buy, like, yeah, exactly. I don't. I'm not. You would that, buy that a second set and keep one in the box and then one for display. If I were to like collect like that, but I don't think I'm going to. I just wanted some. Okay. I like Conan. I wanted some Conan merch because, like, other than the exactly, Detective Conan Uno cards, which I do have with me, by the way, they never leave my desk. Because why would they? They're really cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, I didn't really have any other Conan merch, so I was like, hey, might as well buy some. I do a damn Conan uh, podcast. So I guess that's where the Patreon money goes to. Because the charity and <laughs> me buying Detective Conan merch. Yep. I don't know what Colleen does. Maybe she, maybe she uses her lucrative sums <laughs> to, like, invest in, like, the drug trade or something. I don't know. I invest in stocks. <laughs> I don't. All I mean, right. that was just a joke. You don't? What about crypto? Yeah, I you... lost like, I lost $800 in crypto recently. It was really fun. <laughs> it sounds like you had fun doing that. And so so oh, you, yeah, instead of that, you're going to start investing in Conan figures. I think that's a safer bet. It was really bad time. I bought crypto right before the <laughs> it all dropped. So it was like instantly oh, no. just flushing away hundreds of dollars. It wasn't a good move. Clearly. But uh that's what happens. Hey, you win some, you lose some. So, let's cover episode one eighty two of the anime. We were gonna do two episodes, but uh who can we blame this week? Let's blame Kevin Hart. I, <laughs> <laughs> I actually have Is that our thing now? I don't know. I need to blame somebody for this. I can't put the blame on myself and my poor work management. So let's uh 
Let's play Ryan Reynolds. Because I was watching. Ryan, okay. He has a movie coming out. So let's it's all about. Out. Let's all blame the Canadians. Is he Canadian? Uh, I think so. <laughs> That's unfortunate. I, mean, I can't recall if he's one of those that you know, born in Canada but lived oh, his whole wow. life he in the states. Oh, a Canadian or... actor. Yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> Vancouver too. Oh, I thought he was cool. Oh, fine. <laughs> what happened, man? I'm sorry. I just ruined your image of Ryan Reynolds. Oh, you know, you know what they say, Colleen. Don't meet your heroes or look up their uh, where they're from on Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, they might be Canadian. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's the saying. That's exactly how it goes. Oh, you know what? He lives in New York, so uh, I'm gonna claim him. I like Ryan. Shout to Ryan. <laughs> hey, Ryan, if you're listening. <laughs> well, I'm sure him and... Uh, Do you have any Conan figures, Blake Ryan? Blake Lively. I'm sure they listen to the Detective Conan podcast all the time. The real oh, question is, they? why aren't you supporting the Patreon, you <laughs> cheapskate Ryan? Come on. He's too busy buying all those uh, Conan figures. The ones that actually, like, I don't know, like they have removable pieces and you can make the figures do things. I don't know. I'm not up on my code. They did figures. get. They did make a Nindoroid of even the uh, the little uh, the little like shadow figure. Yeah, that was really yes, funny. They did. Which was very cool. I don't know if he had any replaceable faces because I'm pretty sure like the shadow figure just looks the same all the time. All right, let's get to episode 182 of the big investigation of the nine doors. This originally aired on February 28th, 2000, which is the last day of the month, unless it's a a leap, leap, leap year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. February. What a month. <laughs> Short. You're a fan of February, right? That's my birth month. Oh, yeah. yeah. Love February. So the content is the Roman alphabet. Does that even come to play? Because uh, they talk about, like, initials. So, I guess. Because they're like M to I A guess. or A to M. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess that would be A foreign thing for them okay so uh Conan says today's stage is a regular mansion the detective boys move with their wits it bothered me that they kept calling this apartment complex a mansion <laughs> like that's that seems wrong right it does but I, I, like that's a thing in anime like and i don't know i don't want to say like oh i'm used to it because it did ring funny but uh yeah i just so are you actually, actually, I guess we'll see in your notes if you talk, if you um, describe it as a mansion or if you actually changed it to apartment complex. I changed it to apartment because okay. it's not a mansion. A mansion's supposed to be like huge and spacious, not a bunch of... Like one, one, one house, like one huge house. Yeah. One person lives in a big ass mansion, you know, one person owns a big ass mansion. Somebody like a person that owns a mansion isn't subletting. Come on, they buy the big house for themselves. Yeah, I figure that they call apartment complexes with like, um, like doors, like some sort of security that you'd have to like enter a code or whatever to get into them. Those are probably mansions versus the ones like the apartments where it's just like it's kind of like a boarding house, I guess. <laughs> At least that's how I understand it in my head. Yeah, so, I mean, the good news here, Colleen, 
Our listeners are going to get plenty of time. We've already gone 12 minutes and we haven't even started the damn episode. <laughs> yeah. So we're good just doing one episode. Yeah, we have enough to talk about. We'll talk about mansions, Ryan Reynolds. If we need to kill time, we'll just go off on just the most boring tangents of looking up celebrity yeah. Wikipedia pages and going, oh, he lives there. Hmm. Okay. Where do you think Kelsey Grammer <laughs> lives? Um... <laughs> um... Like, currently, or where he's originally from? Currently. Um, I'm gonna say... L.A. Where does Kelsey Grammer live? Uh, do 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 Margaretville. I don't know where Margaretville is. Let's find out. Margaretville. Margaretville. New York! Maybe he's living with, uh... Maybe he's living Ryan. with Ryan Reynolds. All this... So now, so I'm what surprised we do so many people live in New York. It's cold in New York. I mean, I guess Canadian. Yeah, is Kelsey Grammer <laughs> Canadian? Surely not. Oh, I, I don't think so. He's from the I... U.S. Virgin Islands, huh? Oh, well, that's not. I did not know that. <laughs> okay. I wonder if he was a hmm, interesting. He was born in Saint Thomas in the U.S. Virgin Islands. And now what you do is you go to... to be a Caribbean sea guy. Our... <laughs> now we have to go find like our um, listenership and see whether anyone from Margaretville listens to this podcast. Oh. It could be him. Wow. Huh. I'm not going to bum down the podcast, but uh, there's quite the <laughs> uh, revealing Wikipedia entry here that says Grimmer's personal life has been surrounded by family tragedies. And uh, he's had to, he's gone through some shit. So, uh, shout out Kelsey Grammer, I guess. All right, so let's get back to Detective Kevin. Let's start this episode. I'm ready. All right, go. So the episode begins with the detective boys feeling bored due to lack of cases. Which, hey, if you're bored, just look up where celebrities were born. Come on, guys, what are you doing? <laughs> However, they see an S-hook with a ring attached to it that falls to the ground. They wonder where it came from, and that's when they spot an apartment building with closed windows nearby. Hybera then finds another S-hook, and Mitsuhiko believes it was meant to signal an SOS. Colleen, they found a, they found a case, and somebody's saying, save our souls. <laughs> Didn't it feel like one of those things that you kind of read into? She's like, well, this happens to be an S and an O and an S. Like, it must be SOS. Well, it makes sense. It's Conan. Have you ever sent an SOS, Colleen? Have you been trapped on a, uh, trapped on an island by yourself? A tropical vacation gone awry? Um, no. Uh. You didn't do the castaway I thing with a... A volleyball? Well, with a volleyball friend? No, I can't say anything quite like that has happened to me. Ever been trapped in the Canadian forest with just like a hatchet by your side? With a wolf threatening you? Never happened? <laughs> and then I had to like live off the land for months on end? Yeah. Until I returned to civilization and I can't speak anymore? That's exactly what happened. Yeah, and then you watched anime, and through Conan's <laughs> brilliant English, you learned the language again. And now you podcast, 
And that's why you pronounce everything so weird, eh? That's it. That's it. I've dedicated my life to Conan, so that's why I'm here talking about this podcast. Or this show. See, I can't... See, this is why I still need to learn my English. <laughs> Conan is amused at Mitsuhiko's deduction, and High Bear says that the person that needs help is actually a woman because there's lipstick on the S-hook. Ayumi asks to see the ring and realizes it's a wedding ring that says M to A on it. The date is March 21st, 1999. Ayumi says her parents' rings are the same way. And Hybera says it's an 11 size, which is bigger than the average 7 to 9 that women wear. Colleen, what's your ring size and why are your fingers so fat? <laughs> My ring size is a 6. And the only oh, reason I wow, know that... tiny. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Um, it's actually quite timely because I had a ring resized, so that's how I know that. I just, I don't actually just walk around knowing my ring size, usually. No, don't lie. You're like, you were so quick to say it, too. You are like, six. I have <laughs> slender fingers. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean it like that. I was just like, so oh my gosh, a, an answer, like, a, an answer to a question I actually know. <laughs> Mitsuhiko declares the woman is stuck in the nine-story apartment and that she's unable to move. Hibera says she might be in danger as the window is closed. And that's when Genta tells the detective boys to move out and Conan just sighs. So, you see, Genta's the real leader. He's taking initiative. He knows a case when he sees one. And Conan's being a hater. No wonder you relate to Conan. <laughs> there we go. Yep. Um, yeah, Conan's just like, oh, not this again. Yeah, Conan tries to get some backup from Hibera. He's like, you don't seriously think this is a case, do you? And Hibera says, I don't know, but isn't this the perfect way to break our boredom? See? Hibera likes to have fun. It's kind of funny. It's almost like their roles were reversed here. Yeah. Like from their typical. That's true. The kids are able to get past the entryway, which you need, like, a card or to get buzzed in uh, otherwise uh, as a man leaves the building. And they then decide to find the most, the westernmost rooms as it, was, as it was closest to the street. First room that they find is a Takisutomu's room, but since it starts with a T, it isn't their person. They then divide into two different groups and decide to search the rest of the rooms. Number 205 is Igarashi, while 305 is Shima. Kayama Shinichiro is the fourth room, while the fifth has a whole family listed, Kasaku Natsue and Yohei Horikoshi. The sixth floor is Akahiko and Masato Yurihara, which Genta believes is a potential match, before Mitsuhiko explains that they need M to A rather than vice versa. The seventh room is also a possible match, as it lists Ishida Michihiro on it. A lot of names that nobody's going to remember. <laughs> the group reconvenes, and they say that they've narrowed it down to five rooms, but they're missing some names. They decide to check the mailboxes in the front, and Genta is told to stay inside so they can get back through the lobby. They learn that 805 and 905 are Yoshio and Aisuke, respectively, so they're then down to three rooms. Poor Genta. Well, they picked, like, the worst guy to just have stand there. Like, why not Mitsuhiko? Genta has zero patience. Or Hybera. Like, she's sort of like, you know, like, I'll do anything. I just 
don't yeah i i think that she would have gladly stayed behind but uh, obviously they pick genta because that's just comic relief yeah there's some funny scenes where he like tries to run after them and then he notices the door is <laughs> closing so he runs back in so poor genta i thought for sure i thought for sure he was gonna lock himself out and they'd all get angry at him but no <laughs> he managed to you know get back in there Kenner then runs outside, saying there's a way to find out the two names that they need. So the kids then go to the phone booth, and they look at the phone book. The one name is Igarashi Toru, while the other is Shima Mazazaku. They believe it's either 305 or 705 now, as they both have M names. They then decide to look at the names on the bikes outside for more information, which uh, makes Kenta impatient. Hybera teases Kenan by saying that he's getting into this, and Ayumi finds a Shima Asuka, which gives them the M to A pair that they were searching for. Conan decides to ask the neighbors about the other M name, but nobody is there. They ring the 605 doorbell, which is where the A to M is uh, opposite. A woman greets them, and the kids say that they're researching Japanese names and ask for the name of Ishida's wife. You know, because <laughs> we need her specific name. Please. So suspicious. <laughs> the woman's like, why the hell would I know the person, uh, like, a floor buffs me a name? Like, why would I know that? She then stomps her foot and closes the door. They try the room above, and that woman says that she believes her name is Fumiko, as her mail got sent to her once by mistake. She says they have a son named Yuta, who's very clever. Uh, last time he went into the storage room, he couldn't get out for some reason. And Yuta lowered toilet paper from the window to send a sign to someone below that he needed help in the storage rooms located in the westernmost side so that's by the street as well interesting calling yeah it's almost like uh, history is repeating itself at this mansion so with like the names being such a prominent part of the case and it just being so many they, they give us like 20 japanese names to deal with all of a sudden were you able to, like, guess along any, or were you just along for the ride? Because this was definitely an episode where I was just along for the ride. <laughs> yeah, definitely along for the ride. It was slightly easier to follow along with the episode itself, like, with the visual, but I'll be honest, hearing you recap it, I'm just like, I'm so lost, <laughs> because all you, you you get is the names, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, I was, I, I, at some point I even forgot, like, are we searching for m to a or a to m again and yeah it it wasn't that part of like that part of it wasn't the easiest to follow along with conan then goes to the third floor and wants to investigate the story we then see a door open and a woman is tied up as a shadow as a shadowy figure approaches that's a little cutaway it's not like conan saw that so uh as the kids approach room 305 a man and a woman exit and the kids hide the people that are leaving are wearing gloves and sunglasses, so the kids go, they've got to be robbers. And uh, they have a very <laughs> suspicious conversation here. The woman says, you didn't even clean it up. Why'd you kill it? And the man says, shut up. And that's when Conan says, they're too late, Colleen. The woman's dead. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they were jumping to conclusions here, but... I get it. They're all, you know, stirred up. They're excited about this case. They want to crack it. And when they find this type of conversation or stumble upon this type of conversation, then 
I mean, immediately their minds go to worst case scenario. The kids decide to call the police using the phone outside. Haverganta notices two officers on bicycle. This is after he almost gets hit by a truck. Um, which was quite the scene. And the, the kids tell the police about it. They get the two people to stop in the entranceway. And there's genuinely confused. They're like, what? <laughs> and then they accuse them of murdering a woman and having a gun. And they're like, what? <laughs> we definitely don't have a gun. And the police tell the kids to go outside, and Conan asks them to investigate room 305, as that's where Shima Asuka's body should be. The woman's like, you fools, we were talking about a bug my boy, uh, my husband killed. And she says that uh, she's Shima Asuka, so she's definitely not dead there. <laughs> On top of everything, she's that person. <laughs> yeah, she shows them the uh, ID card, and they just kind of laugh. And the kids are told not to cause any more trouble. So they apologize to them. And Asuka says they shouldn't have said such misinterpretal, uh, say such things that could have been misinterpreted. So a uh, classic mix-up, Colleen. How many people have you accused <laughs> of uh, murdering themselves? Oh, yeah. So many. And this is exactly how it turned out. They were actually talking about killing insects. Yep, yeah, that happens all the time. Like, I guess they were going to ride on a motorcycle or something to explain, like, the, the sunglasses and the gloves. But, like, what a weird thing to just assume that, oh, they have sunglasses on. It has to be a robber. Yeah. Like, there's no other reason. Yeah. A bit of profiling there on the detective boy's part. Yeah, I, I, I like seeing Conan get something wrong and just uh, see that he is human, you know, like the rest of us. Yeah. I'm sure Conan wouldn't be able to spot that mistake from the last episode. Exactly. So despite the misunderstanding, Conan is certain that somebody is trapped in the apartment building. Ayumi wonders if M to A isn't initials, and Hybera suggests that room 705's Fumiko could be pronounced Ayako, which doesn't make much sense when you say it in English, but it probably checks out uh, with the Japanese writing. Sure. However, (laughs) yeah. However, Fumiko arrives with her son, Yuta, and they overhear their conversation, and it is confirmed that her name is Fumiko. Conan notices the shoes that the woman is wearing, and that's when he gets suspicious. He says, ma'am, those do not match your dress. What are you doing? (laughs) Genta says Yuta's mother is really thin, as his mom is so fat that she wears my dad's shirts. Kenner then asks Ayumi for the ring, he takes it, and then he runs back inside the building, leaving all of the rest of the detective boys uh, in the little entranceway stuck. Conan's a dick. Aww. He then enters the elevator with Yuta, and he rings the 605 doorbell after getting out. Conan runs inside the room, and he sees a pair of shoes inside. He asks the woman if, if she is Yuhara Akihiko's wife, Masato. She says that she is, and Conan gives her the ring, saying he found it outside the door. He asks her to put it on, but it doesn't fit. And he says, Miss, take a closer look at the ring. He reveals that it is M to A, and is Akahiko's ring, not Masato's. Wait. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm confused. The name! There's a lot of damn names here. Going. Akahiko? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's the husband's. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. That's the other thing. I was like, my mind was so set on 
it, the wife being the A. <laughs> then when Akahiko came about, I was like, oh, okay, trying to, you know, reprogram the brain. Kenan reveals that the neighbors said that Masada had gained some weight. They said, she's a fatty. (laughs) That's exactly what they said. That's what they said. And since she couldn't wear her own ring anymore, she wore her husband's instead. Then we get like a cultural explanation that uh, married men in Japan don't often wear their wedding rings, which seems kind of suspect. Um, so, yeah, I can see how it's suspect, but, um, like, I, I know of other people who don't wear like people other guys who don't wear their wedding rings like my dad doesn't wear his i think it's just for like Mm. sizing issues and i guess he could Mm. get it resized but you know he works um with his hands a lot so (laughs) or he's a casanova calling have you ever thought about that that is definitely not possible the woman then locks the door and she asks Kenan what his point is he says that the shoes in the doorstep are too small for her and she then reaches into her purse as he calls her a fake Masato. She douses a cloth in chloroform and she goes to attack Conan. And we get our lone action scene here where he jumps backwards, aims down his uh, little dart gun, and he shoots it and he hits her to knock her out. This is a, a quick little action scene. What do you think about this encounter? Oh, I thought it was great. I was like, well, finally that thing came in handy for something other than knocking Kogoro out. Yeah, for sure. Kenan then finds the real Masato tied up, and he's like, she's like, who are you? And he says, Edegawa Kenan, <laughs> a detective. And that's like the, that's pretty much the end of the episode. It's real quick. Uh, we get the ending song then. And after the credits, we learn that the culprit's name is Hasegawa Yukue. She used to work for Masato's husband, Akahiko. And held a grudge against him after he fired her for spending all the company's money. She came to the building to murder Akahiko and knocked out Masato first, then placed her in storage. However, Masato woke up. She used her mouth to put the uh, S-hooks and the rings together, and she threw it out the window. However, Yukue closed the window afterward, and that's when she drugged her again. So we, we, they give us all the plot here in a quick little, like, 30-second thing. Yeah, no kidding. They're like, here's the information, but just because, like, we feel obligated. <laughs> Info dump has time. Nothing, yeah. Not the cleanest execution, Colleen. Yeah. But I, it'd be... I don't know how else they would have done it. Like, I guess they could have shown us little snippets of backstory, like, in between, but it was such a like quick case that maybe they just didn't have time for that we then see the police again from earlier and they tell the kids great job they tell them to go home safely the kids all yell at conan for taking all the credit and doing it himself and they force him to hold all of their bags as they walk home even even high gives them their bag so suck it conan i was not a fan of this scene i thought poor conan and conan says this time I need an SOS. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha ha. Oh, Conan, you're so funny. So, Colleen, what do you think of the Nine Door investigation? Oh boy. Okay. Um, the episode was fine. I thought it was a case that was appropriate for the detective boys. It was a little bit more focused on puzzle solving. 
Um, but it did have like a serious undertone in that, you know, they were trying to find this kidnapped woman. Um, I just had no idea of the motive too. Like what is the, what was the backstory here? And to get that info dump at the end, it was like, okay, I guess you answered all my questions, but like, I, I felt it hard to, um, like find the drive in the episode, like, um, like what was the reasoning behind why this person was doing this? And so, um, once we did find out what it was about and like how y Yukue was trying to kill Masato, uh, <laughs> I know this is going to sound weird because obviously I didn't want the victim to die, but the culprit did a pretty lousy job of fulfilling her goal because if she just wanted to kill her she should have just done it the first time why was she like i guess she was waiting for the well, husband she didn't want to kill him she wanted to she she didn't want to kill her she wanted to kill the husband oh, okay i didn't catch that i thought she... although i mean why wouldn't she just kill her because like if she can't just kill the husband when she's seen her like because she'll just get caught afterward so she yeah she should have just killed her you're right <laughs> Um, yeah, other than sort of that, the whole motive behind the crime, I thought it was, like, a fun watch. Um, like, it felt like one of those episodes where, you know, like, a group of kids would try and imitate that after school. Like, you know, they were playing Detective Conan, so let's go to this apartment complex and do the same thing Conan did with his friends. Kind of had that vibe for me. Um, yeah, and, like, a funny ending scene also with Conan not buying like at the beginning he didn't buy that this was a case at all and then progressively he did until the very end where he got all the credits so like that kind of storyline was also quite uh humorous so yeah it was it was fine what did you think credit words do <laughs> mitsuhiko was the first one to be like this is a case so credit you know we usually make fun of mitsuhiko you know because he likes going into the women's bathroom but <laughs> He did figure this out. He didn't do much else, but he did that. So <laughs> he, congrats, he got Matsuhiko. them going. He got them started, and then I like each detective boy had a piece in this puzzle. So yeah, that was good teamwork. Go teamwork. <laughs> I believe this SOS came from the women's bathroom. I must investigate. <laughs> uh, I'll, I will be back in thirty to forty-five. Minutes, do not interrupt. <laughs> do not attempt to follow me. Unless Sayumi or Hybera wants to come in with me. <laughs> oh, Ladies. <laughs> All I'm picturing is Mitsuhiko's eyebrows, like, going up and down, like, lady. <laughs> Sorry, bad visual. <laughs> Ladies. Uh, I thought it was a, a decent episode. I thought it was fun watching Ken fail and, uh, kind of seeing his hubris play out i like the interplay like you mentioned about him not really thinking it's a case at first and i thought him and high bear had some cute moments where uh they were mocking each other for like either believing or not believing in the case so those were fun moments uh actually figuring out the case itself was a bit like not like not possible for an english speaker just because it was so name-based and was uh, so specific to like the Japanese uh, naming conventions and how you read the names. So that kind of fell a little flat. And you're just kind of watching, waiting to see what they deduce rather than trying to 
run your own mind, so I feel like that loses a bit just from a, like an English watcher's perspective. But it never gets like too bogged down with that stuff, and they're always making progress in the case. Uh, it moves at a very snappy pace, this whole thing. Uh, so like as a one-off episode, it's an easy watch. Uh, you know, it's a good watch. And uh, yeah, I don't have really, I don't have a ton of praise to heap on it, but I also don't have any real complaints. So it was a solid episode, a bit non-spectacular, but like it has the fun Detective Boys moments. Uh, it's a decent mystery. There's a few, you know, funny parts. So yeah, it's it's a, a thumbs up, a good a good solid case. Yeah, like put it this way, I remembered this case, <laughs> so. Um, it it is fairly memorable like you've got the sos kind of component there um so it's not like you know the worst of the worst like it i i feel like there's something there to have to make it memorable enough so the next canon's hint is dustpan uh <laughs> okay <laughs> sorry i was like okay we i i don't know about you tyler but i watched the episode and i forgot that dustpan was a factor and then i realized uh i remembered yeah okay um what what the dustpan was used for so dustpan kenan says detective boys are great next episode too and then all the kids chime and they say no matter what the case bring it on and then high bear did pan she says leave one out oh well foreshadowing oh is she not in the next episode no all right, so no, no fun high bearer stuff next time. But we'll when see the rest of the kids. So fun! Wow! <laughs> wow! Sorry, I just had to. Colleen, sassy Colleen. It's okay. You can hate on me. <laughs> Let's give a thanks to our Patreon supporters. Shout out to medium size Jeffrey Ryan Self, Spencer Young, William Lee. And the big chief, Mason, we appreciate uh, your patronage. Thank you so much, as always. Yeah, we'll have more episodes going up soon on the Patreon, so we appreciate the support. And next episode, we'll go over a dangerous recipe with a dustpan. What kind of recipe has a dustpan in it, Colleen? Oh, well, I guess you're going to have to wait and find out. So we'll talk about that next week. We might also have a discussion topic. I don't know. We'll figure th- we'll figure stuff out. So uh, <laughs> we're gonna talk about Ryan Reynolds we'll, again. Maybe we'll just talk about Ryan Reynolds. What other actors? Are, where's where, where where's Tom Cruise living? Where do you think Tom Cruise was born? Oh, where he was born? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's a pl- it's actually a place we mentioned earlier. Oh, did we? Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> we talked about New York a lot, so. Yep, New York. He was born in Syracuse, New York. Oh, so, okay. Oh, I've actually been to Syracuse. <laughs> you might have. You might have shared the same ground with Tom Cruise. <laughs> Maybe. If he ever went to the mall there. <laughs> so he's got a lot of houses. <laughs> so I don't know where exactly he lives, but uh. He's got a nice Clearwater, Florida house, Florida penthouse. He has a cabin in Colorado, a luxury a Beverly Hills mansion. He also had a European-style home, but it didn't quite fit him. <laughs> Where are you finding this has, information? I don't know. Celubanswers.com. <laughs> he also has two New York area properties, so you know, he keeps his roots alive. 
also has an East Grinstead mansion in the United Kingdom. Bought that when he was married to Katie Holmes. So there you go. Tonkers living all, all over the place. The luxuries of being rich. Uh, so I guess that'll end the episode. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our Detective Cannon podcast. <laughs> yeah, that, oh yeah, that's what we're doing around here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> our Detective Conan and Celebrity Where Do They Live podcast. <laughs> we're, we're kind of rebranding. We're 107 episodes in and we decided we need to freshen this up. <laughs> We're kind of, we kind of like hit the cap for like listeners for Conan. So we're trying to be a little bit more wide appealing, you know, expand our horizons. Yeah. Look forward to our next Patreon exclusive podcast, which is just us Googling celebrities (laughs) for 40 minutes. It's going to be great. Yeah, Just trying to guess where they were born. And then Tyler tells me, oh, and they have all these houses around the world. Yeah. So write in who you want us to research. All right. So we'll, we'll do that next time. Uh, probably not. But what? I don't know. Tyler, you're the boss. So if you want to do it. Yeah. Hey, if you want to tweet at us, case underscore reopened, I'll probably bring it up next time. Why not? All right. So that'll do it for this podcast. We'll be back uh, next week with uh, the dustpan dangerous recipe. So <laughs> look forward to that. So see ya. Bye. Bye, and remember, one truth always prevails.